Exceeding Expectations, episode 39. Welcome to Exceeding Expectations, the podcast where we help you with ways you can give a better experience to your customers. Because when you exceed expectations, not only is it good for your business, it's good for your soul. You feel good that you've given people a great experience. But that also, it's great for your business because it gives you, tends to give you better referrals, more testimonials, and more more repeat bookings with that customer or, or whoever it is that you're working with. In this week's show, we speak with a lady called Jennifer S. Royal. She's a professional magician based in Germany. And we discuss many things around magic and how magic can help you with business and and podcasting. She's a very avid podcaster and has been a guest on many different podcasts. We discuss mentalism, how Harry Potter changed the world of professional magicians, how magic is perceived in different countries and uh, many other areas as well. If you do like uh, this podcast, please do leave a review for us on places such as iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify, etc. Maybe pop on to the Expect- Exceeding Expectations Facebook group, start a conversation, talk about anything that you've heard in this episode or previous episodes that you particularly liked or disliked. This uh, Maybe start a conversation in there. Hope you enjoyed this week's show and uh, let's welcome Jennifer Rail. Exceeding expectations, my guest this week, Jennifer S. Royal. How are you, Jennifer? Very good, Tony. Thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, and you're based in Munich. That's right. And is is Munich where where you're from? Is that where you've always lived? No, actually, I'm born in Stuttgart, and it's like two hours away from Munich here, still in the south of Germany, but I really enjoy Munich. It's this international city and very close to the mountains and Switzerland, so a cool place to be. Mm, very much, yeah. And and from our, yeah, the conversations that we've had uh, before the recording started, you're very much into the world of podcasting, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you got me. I am. <laughs> You've been on so many different podcasts. You have your own podcast. And I mean, where, where would you want to start telling us about your, yeah, one of the most experienced people I've ever met on podcasting, I think. Yeah, great. So maybe I start from the beginning and what brought me in the end into podcasting. I think it's a really special way to approach podcasting what I did and not like the normal thing because I started out and I still am a professional magician and I got into magic at the age of four and had actually my first stage appearance at the age of seven getting my own magic set and from that time on I've been always on stage doing magic shows internationally becoming a member of the magic circle and yeah, evolving the magic, studying every field of magic, like from card magic, close-up magic, manipulation, big illusions, then also down the road into mentalism, what kind of got me into mind magic to how about changing your mindset and your thought patterns to create another reality and create more 
success in business and in entrepreneurship because it has a lot to do with it. And it's still sad that it is show business. So you have the show, but there's also the business side of things. So I really learned a lot of that. But the problem was always I had a ton of knowledge about magic tricks and concepts. And you know, as a magician, you are not allowed to share any of this. So mm. I was thinking to myself, how can I transform what I know to help people help entrepreneurs get on like breakthrough plateaus and get them out of these patterns and things they are stuck and so one night it occurred to me while I was listening to podcasts hey why should I not start my own show because I was always dreaming of having a big show and as a magician obviously you are limited to time and space to where you are performing at the moment and that got kind of boring over time and with podcasting obviously you can reach the other end of the world. So a pretty cool feature, I thought. And really overnight, next morning, I started podcasting. And this is how my show, The Pure Mind Magic Podcast, was born. And it has to do with magic, but not like, like explaining magic tricks, but more on how can you... Ex Uh, exchange or improve your mindset and how to use all this mental strategies about reverse engineering and other things that magicians use on a daily basis to make the impossible possible and also principles that are used by high performance athletes to visualize their end goal success and being able to deliver a 100% high performance on the spot when they have to. And yeah, this is pretty much how I got into podcasting. Well, that sounds intriguing. So your podcast, I mean, how long, how long ago was it you started the podcast? It's just like, I think it's 10 months ago now. Yeah. And is it, do, do you interview people or, or what is the format? Yes, I do. So this was not the basic concept when I first started out because I was thinking I'm going to teach people what they can learn from magicians, like what they can learn from the mindset of Harry Houdini, for example, the great escape artists and other magic principles that you can transfer into business. But then I thought, wow, this is a lot of content I have to deliver. And I came across this interview concept and I just thought, wow, this is even better because you're able to reach out to really high profile guests and ask them your questions what is just amazing and magical in itself what I thought and so I grew a tremendous network from it and really found amazing people from all around the world and uh, I always say that in my show there are only brilliant minds like people that create magic in their own lives and so on of the is it a weekly show that you have yes it is And so of the episodes that you've done so far, is there one, is there any guest that really stands out that maybe surprised you in some way? Yeah, there are a couple of, but talking about exceeding expectations, there was mm. one who really stood out and I learned that sometimes it's really good to not have that kind of expectations in terms of putting so much pressure on it because then it's not really working. And I think this is a great session, uh, a les lesson, I mean, your listeners can take away that 
you can learn from a magician because when you go on stage, you have all this pressure because it's live entertainment and you just have this one chance. So you can't do it again when you go out and you have all this pressure. And the more you are focused on that things have to work out perfectly well, the worse it gets. And maybe mm. you made this experience before and it's like mm. putting so much pressure on yourself. And I learned when you just let go and let things find you it's way easier and you are more into the flow and i was trying for so long to get into the tv world uh, here in germany and also in the united states and it was always tough and i put a lot of pressure on it and tried everything and contacts and emails vice versa because i was thinking again how i can make the magic bigger and not just being limited to the stage itself and mm. didn't work out so one day I had this great guest who is a LA producer and he's really big in uh, LA and he's doing a lot of great things. And we were just talking and I had this interview with him. And after we uh, finished the interview, I just said, hey, have you ever thought about doing something with uh, magic, like a TV series? And he thought, wow, this is really interesting. And you are a female magician. There are almost no other female magicians in the world. That sounds really interesting and entertaining. And we started our conversation from there and started negotiating on that. And I never expected that because it was just an interview we never ever met before. And it was just audio, no video, just audio, a conversation like we are having today. And it opened a whole new world. And yeah, that was, that was really strong. Wow. And so did that, what happened then with the TV appearance? Well, we are still in uh, the development phase and talking about the team and the locations to shoot because we were thinking about doing something internationally. And, you know, this is a lot of work to get everything together and also planning the effects and uh, having other people in the show to make it really interesting and showing kind of the, the world behind magic. So a lot of things to do with storyboard and the whole script. But yeah, we are working. Mm. And you mentioned that one of the, the phrases that he said was there's very few female magicians in the world. So is that, has that been challenging for you? Do people have a different expectation from a, from a female magician than they do from a, from a guy? Well, Tony, yeah, that's a tough question. And the thing is that you can hardly copy the effects exactly how my male um, colleagues do because it's really different like the female approach to magic and I think magic is still an art that is very emotional but there's also a lot of science and strate strategic thinking involved that you have mm. to do and also engineering and it is said that maybe this is something that not a lot of women women get into magic but there is no real proof to it and i had to find really my own way of approaching it and now to combine it with entrepreneurship and the business world is something that really uh, stands out and works very well since i also have two academic degrees and for me it comes then full circle but yeah there is a difference and sometimes i like this kind of understatement to just approach a crew of people when there is a corporate event and doing some close-up magic for them and when you then leave them completely stunned and they weren't expecting it and I exceeded their expectations that's worth more than money 
So how do you go about, you know, so, I mean, you've been, obviously been in, into magic for a long time, since you were four years old. So when you decide that you want to, to learn a new trick, how, how does that process come about? Also, very good question. I think it's like in any industry that you are looking on how you can make things better, improve things and make them work smoother. And with creativity, it's like it never stops. So when you are in a good state and in this flow, you get inspirations from everywhere you are going and pick that up. And I always write all the ideas I'm getting into my notebook and coming to them then later on. And I don't like this routine and I think routine can really be the killer, especially when it comes to creativity and magic, because you still need this excitement for things to come up with it. And so I always said that it would be for me a nightmare to like go to Las Vegas and have my own show for 20 years and doing it over and over and over again, like three times every day, because then you just have this routine. And mm. obviously these shows are very expensive. So in the production costs, it's about $105 million, most of them. And mm. uh, obviously, you have to work some time to get all the money back and uh, sell a lot of tickets. And then you have mm. this routine. And when I talk to people in, in business and entrepreneurship, I always say that there are two phases. Because when you are in this creativity and, and startup and uh, brainstorming, phase it's really important to stay alive and get all this input and inspiration in uh, finding your ideas your concepts your branding everything but then when you have everything then it's important to have this kind of a phase where there is this routine like without any distractions where you can really strongly focus on what you are doing to make all the processes and systems you have running perfect. And I think this is why um, it's said that Steve Jobs always choose the same clothes to wear because with that he hadn't to think about every morning new what he would like to wear because he could save his mental energy for more important tasks. Mm. So in your your repertoire of tricks that you have, I mean, how many, do you have any idea of how many different tricks that you have? Hmm. I get that uh, asked very often and uh, I don't have a list with all of them. So it's, it's a couple of hundreds and it's like with everything, when you don't train it, you lose it and you have mm. to learn it again. So it's important and, uh, to train and also, I mean, I, I know so many concepts where I know how it is done that I don't perform because it's different knowing something, how it's working in magic and really something that is practical and working under every condition. So whether it's you're performing outside or you have people from all angles. So there are really not that many tricks that work anytime, anywhere. And I just love them because it's so strong when you're always ready to perform no matter where you are and so when um yeah so for the average public we when we see a magician we're completely spellbound yeah we have no idea how it happened when you're watching a magician even if it's a trick that you haven't seen are you able to see where the deception is Almost always, yes, because when you're so into magic, you just know the concepts and 
when you break it down, it's just a few magic concepts that get repeated over and over again. So people change props and other things to the basic concept, but it's still the basic concept. So it's very seldom that a colleague comes up with something that is completely new to the market and no one knows that it's just a brilliant idea. But normally it's yeah just something that is known and taken to another level and uh, added like with another story story, a character to it. But uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Mm. And so in the last you know, 20 years, well, well I, I think it was about 20 years ago when Harry Potter started to become famous. Has that changed magic in any way or the perception of magic from the public? Well, I think so. And it's interesting that people are, well, we're always interested in magic and they are, they still are. And the kind of interest is a changing, especially in Germany, people are more serious, so they are known for it. And it still is the case. So it's different in the UK area because people are very open to magic and mystical things and all that. And I think this is why it's just perfect that Harry Potter's home is in UK as well. And when you look into the TV area, they have a lot of TV shows going on there also with mentalism. And it's really tough to play something here in Germany. And I think people are always on the lookout for something bigger or something to believe in like this force and depending on how you approach it but magic could be like a superpower so you can imagine something and in the next moment it appears so it would be something like manifesting and we know it is working in actual life when you do it right and when you learn it and also magic has this entertaining component and it remembers people about their childhood where everything was possible and this is where magic stands for everything is possible because you can make everything possible also things that are not possible and I think that's interesting and of course with Harry Potter it was that it brought magic back to life and into the mind of many people with all the stories and everything JK Rowling created there in her mind so I think yeah it it was great and that magic got new attention through the books Hmm. before we were talking you mentioned something about um, a country club performance you want to expand on that sure so the country club was also something about uh, talking about manifesting and letting go of too much pressure of things. So I was with a friend in Austria for a spa weekend in a nice hotel and we were driving and besides the road, I saw a very nice building that looked, yeah, like a country club, but something from the United States, like with a range, range. So it was really cool. And I just thought, wow, this is a cool building. So I would like to be in there and find out what's in there. So I didn't see anything, just the, the nice building of it. And mm. then when I was home, it was about two weeks later, and I got a message from my publisher because I have published a book that is so far in uh, German about how you can use the magic principles in life. And he said he had this uh, 
big idea that to send me to this country club in Austria to do a performance and also book presentation there. And then I, when I found out that it was exactly the building I wanted to be in, it was kind of really crazy. So mm. it exceeded my expectations first there. And I thought, wow, that is so cool. That is always that is even magical. And uh, we went there and it was really cool because it was this uh, parking and you needed this access to get everywhere because really, you know, the concept of country club, you just can't get in there when you are not a member. And mm. then I heard that they were planning for me to do the presentation and the show in their own cinema. So it got even better because it was such a nice place with so much red and very exclusive and luxury and just beautiful and people were sitting there very comfortable and it was a, a stunning atmosphere and it went so well I sold all the books I had there with me and I remember there was one gentleman he bought five books at once he really liked it I was signing all the books and it, it was a beautiful experience and it by far exceeded my expectations and very nice. Mm, yeah, it sounds um, well, amazing as well that you just saw the building a few weeks before. Mm -hmm. well, um, you, you talked before about how you performed, well, you were talking about magic in England and how it was different to Germany. So have you worked, have you performed in many different countries? Yes, I I did. So I even went to Abu Dhabi and uh, then the German-speaking area like with Switzerland. And I've been to London before and also in the United States. And I always have something with me because magic can be this door opener. And this is something else like a small tip maybe your listeners can take with them to think of something that can be a do door opener and open greater doors than for you, something that's really interesting. Because when there is something that stands out and that is not like this all day life, people are always interested in this fascinating things. And this is why cinema and stories and Netflix is working so well, because people love these things that are not just their all day life, their routine. Mm. And obviously magic can do that because yeah, it, it, takes them out of their of their uh, situation in the moment mm. and are there um so in the different countries you performed in is there types of magic that work better in some countries and some countries there are some some types that they just don't don't go down well definitely and I didn't really perform in Asia so far. I've been to Singapore where I learned hypnosis and we had a very interesting group there and I, I did a performance there for them. And interestingly that all these Asian people, they have a completely different relationship to everything that is kind of supernatural. So mm. they believe that this is real magic. So an American would never believe that and also uh, someone from UK uh, too because they are used to this kind of entertainment. So, yeah, it's it's very sensitive there, what you do and what they believe and how, to, how they deal with it. And as I said, typical Germans, so it takes some time to break the ice. And with mm. Americans, I always love to have them in the audience, even here in Germany, because they are so open, they are so interested, and they just love entertainment. So it's, it's really different. Mm. When you, you before you were talking about mentalism, um, that seems to be something. Well, I mean, I'm not 
hugely into magic, but it seems to be something that's got really big over the last, I don't know, five or 10 years. How is it that you got into that? Yes, that's true. And it is said that you need to reach like a certain age to yeah, become serious about mentalism because it's this kind of special field in magic. And uh, it is because it's all about their personality. A couple of illusions are done in this field with just a pen and paper. So the whole story and atmosphere starts with the performer. So you have to be this interesting person because it's not about making a motorcycle appear on stage. It's really about creating the magic in the mind of the spectators. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's it's um it, it's it's certainly interesting to watch someone who's performing mentalism because it's it's very different to to many kind of conventional magic tricks. That's true and it's also this field of magic where there is the small percentage where people think hmm maybe it was real. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, before going back to the podcast, you, you were talking about, I mean, you've been, you've been a guest on many different podcasts. Um, and you're, how do you, we, we had a brief chat and you were telling, saying it, saying about how podcasting can be a very good marketing exercise and maybe it, it probably is the future in many ways. So what would you say to people who are listening about using podcasts or, or going on to podcasts as a, as a guest? Sure, Tony. So I think I always refer to podcasting like as the magic door and I published a book that is actually in English out there. Uh, and it is called How Podcasting Can Change Your Life, Unleash Endless Possibilities. And uh, I learned, I use what I learned from magic to show people that podcasting is also something about performance and something that you have to prepare for, like in a magic show to really deliver your message and get it across and to be in a good mood when you're having this interview. And I found it's like uh, multiplying yourself. So there are magic illusions where you can do that on stage but in normal life it's it's pretty tough to do that but uh you know yourself uh tony that with podcasts when you do an interview you can sit at home and do this for one hour and you can potentially reach thousands of people maybe not at once but over time because this content is out there forever and during my magic time i really loved doing this radio interviews it was so cool to be in the studio with this atmosphere and the microphone and everything and I uh, back then thought wow it would be so cool to do to do a ton of them and uh, just being able to do it and I couldn't see it at that time that there would be a possibility and then I came across podcasting and this is why I I took everything I learned from performance into a podcasting and created a system for people that are interested in leveraging podcast interviews to get their message across or to promote their business and show them different ways on how they can do it, how they can approach the host and start this kind of relationship. And it's really a unique approach, as I said. And on my LinkedIn profile, I have uh, learned podcasting from a magician, what I think is kind of special. And also there's a website for anyone that's interested who can look in how uh, to do it and then go on to uh, many shows. 
do you have any sort of particularly favorite podcasts and, and what is it that you like about them? Also a good question. So I'm a big fan of having different coaches in different areas to really get ahead. It saves a lot of time and it produces magic results quicker. And it's also with podcasts. So because there are about 600,000 out there at the moment of recording. So there are different fields and areas. And I like podcasts that deal with this performance aspect and also with uh, entrepreneurship. So there are a lot that are really good. And let me think of one that is good where I've been a guest on um, besides yours, obviously, Tony. <laughs> so that's a great show. And there's one from a female host and it's called The Brave Files. It's, it's really motivational because people are sharing their stories, how they overcame things and how they were very brave to make a shift in their lives. And a lot of great stories and things you don't hear anywhere else. So this is a great show. And is there a podcast that you really aspire to be a guest on, like a like a Tim Ferriss or you know a really really popular podcast? Also a good question. Uh, I think I'm going to keep that secret here. So I have my own podcast <laughs> vision board here. So I let you know when I've accomplished it. But uh, yes, and it's the same. So I'm letting it go. So this is why I won't say it yet to not put too much pressure on it. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, no problem. So what is your, your general thoughts on exceeding expectations and why maybe, why people should maybe think about that as an approach to life, to business? So I think it's really the best reward you can get when you exceed the expectations of a customer. And I would always go the way of like under promise and over deliver in what you are doing and let the customer find it out themselves without promising everything in the beginning. And it's it's a better experience. And also, again, it takes the pressure out of it. So you can say you will deliver certain things. And then in the end, they will find out that there is even more to it. And it, we all know that this is just a good feeling. It's this feeling of getting a free bonus when you buy something. And then the shop owner says, hey, because it's day X, you get three bonuses. It just feels good. And it directly exceeds your in your expectations or when you go into a restaurant and you you paid the bill and you get something on top just at that day and i always did this with my magic show so that i over delivered and they booked me for an hour and i did 75 minutes or even more and this is what people will keep in mind because this is very strong they you give them a good feeling by doing this over delivery and exceeding their expectations expectations and it's an emotional component I think and this is why they remember you back and I have people that have booked me like five years ago so quite some time ago for a magic show and they call again when their son or daughter is having their wedding now or whatever because they still have this feeling that I made them feel good. Mm. So if people want to find out more about you Jennifer where, where would they go to? 
Sure. Thanks for asking, Tony. So I'm not a big user of social media, I have to confess, but you can find me on LinkedIn. My profile there, Jennifer S. Royal, there's all the information or my home website that is jennifersroyal.com in one word. And when you are interested in this podcasting theme and how you can learn this like magic tricks on podcast guest interviews, then you can go to Goldmine Post podcasting.com goldminepodcasting.com this is the website and i have some free resources there and just find out if this is something for you and you mentioned about the the books you have are they available on amazon definitely so the how podcasting can change your life is on amazon in uh, paperback and kindle whatever you prefer fantastic well jennifer i really appreciate the time that you've given up And uh, hopefully I'll meet you sometime when, uh, well, I'll, be, I'll watch you perform one of your amazing magic tricks someday. I hope so. It would be great, Tony, to meet you in person. Next week's edition of Exceeding Expectations, episode 40, is with Delano Johnson. Delano worked uh, on with Toys R Us online division in around about sort of 10 years ago and took them from their online division from $50 million a year to $750 million a year in just a couple of years. He's got some fascinating stories, including he used to work in a restaurant and learned things about the flags that hung from the five-star restaurant. And we hear a, a great story about that. And also what he learned as an eight-year-old that really shaped his life in terms of business and you wouldn't think that you'd learn much about business as an eight-year-old but there's a there's another fascinating story there as well that's next week with delano johnson hope you've enjoyed this week's show please do leave a review for us on itunes on stitcher uh let us know about any guests you'd like to hear pop into the uh facebook group exceeding expectations hope you have a great week and see you next week <laughs>